We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Preaching a series entitled, The Truth, The Whole Truth, and Nothing But the Truth. How many know that when you know truth, truth sets you free? Truth. It's not what we've always been taught sometimes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it goes in contradiction to what we have been taught. And we have to process this new truth. When I was growing up, I grew up in church. How many of you have grew up in church your whole life? You're in church? Yeah, oh, wonderful. Thank God because if you grow up in church, you mostly stay in church. There are a few that don't, but retention is pretty high. But when we go through growing up in church, sometimes we get taught things that are sounding biblical, but aren't really biblical. And so that's what this series is talking about. And so today, I want to talk about something that, that can get so messed up, especially in church. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. I mean, no, that's one of the biggest things we need to really know the truth about because we want God to forgive us of all our sins, right? Amen. I want God to forgive me. And so we need to understand forgiveness, not only from God, vertically, but horizontally. So if you have your Bibles, they turn to Colossians 3.13. I promise I will pick on everybody today. So look at your neighbor and go on, this is for you and for me too. So it'll be all right. Colossians 3.13 says this, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive, present, ongoing, never ending, tense in the Greek, and then it says, as he has forgiven or forgave you. Past tense, once and for all. Christ has forgiven us. We need to understand this verse. We need to understand what the past tense means. He has forgave us of all our sins. Aren't you glad for that? Matthew seven thirteen. Here's been the verse I've been anchoring this on. Thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And you do many things like that. In other words, he's saying, there's a lot of things that we think are truth that are simply tradition. And we take those traditions and hold them up at such a high level that we nullify the power of the Word of God. What a tragedy to have tradition nullify the power of God. And so we need to know what is truth. So today, what is the truth about forgiveness? I have found that we can be very passionate about the wrong things. Well, I've always heard that, well, you know, if you're passionate about it, then it's got to be true. I've heard a lot of preachers pa preach passionately about things that were not true. You have been passionate about things that you find out later were not truth. We've talked about, can we actually get closer to God? We've talked about truth. We talked about that diluted truth is polluted truth, right? 
And sometimes we have it diluted in the church. We, and sometimes we have in our society, we've diluted it because we don't want anyone to get offended. Well, the word of God says it is to be offensive. It is to cause us to stumble and to fall. And while we're there, ask God to forgive us of our sins. So we want to make sure that we get to truth. So here we go. Here's my statement for today. You ready? It's going to mess with you. Have you ever been told this? We must forgive and forget. Right? You got to forgive and forget. If you've not forgotten then you truly have it forgiven. Tradition has always got an element of truth to it, and then it gets pushed out to an extreme. Truth pushed to an extreme is called heresy. And sometimes in the church, we want something that sounds really biblical, and doesn't forgiveness sound biblical? It sounds very Christian. And to forgive and to forget, that sounds like a whole nother level of Christianity. But isn't... Uh, Forgive and forgetting, hard to do. You see, forgiveness is in our new DNA as Christians. We are a new creature in Christ. And so that creature that Christ has created by living inside of us has a new DNA. We have the DNA of our Father, God the Father. And that DNA says to forgive. So our new, our new creature, our new way of living after being born again, we have the nature to forgive. It's our nature. It's who we are. We have the nature to forgive. But will we forget? I'm going to say no. Because real hurts. I've never forgotten real hurts. And for somebody to tell me that if I don't forget it, I haven't forgiven, that's not biblical. Can I tell you today, let me give you a new revelation. Not even God can forget. God cannot forget. You see, He is omniscient God. Everyone loves forgiveness until you have to forgive somebody else. Everybody loves it. It's a great thing. It's a novel thing. But when it comes to us, you see, real hurts. I'm talking about real hurts. We all of a sudden go to this. Why did this happen to me? I've said that. You've said it. I'm sure. Because we're getting to truth today. It's the end of the year. It's the last Sunday. And if you've gone through the entire year and you've not been hurt, whew, good for you. But real hurts caused me to say, why did this happen to me? What did I do? Why did this person hurt me in such a way? Maybe you felt real betrayal. Betrayal hurts. And it's hard to forget. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say, I can't forget it. And it seems like whenever you're hurt and somebody else tells you, well, I know you're hurt, but I truly do understand. Doesn't that sound a little hollow during that moment? It does. It even sounds hollow when I say it to somebody. And so when somebody's really going through a real hurt, I try not to say that because I know it sounds hollow. It sounds like, well, I know uh, your hurt's nothing. If it was me, it's a big hurt. But your hurt, oh, you just need to get over it. You need to just forgive and forget and just move on. And the faster, the better. The faster, the better. I remember one anniversary, Sandy and I were taking a walk and Farmington, New Mexico, and we were 
Our house was on a mesa. We were walking down the hill and on the sidewalk was a little bit of pea gravel there and we were just walking and talking, didn't notice anything. And when she hit that pea gravel, pea gravel she slipped and she fell. And when she slipped and fell, what do you do when you slip and fall? The first thing is you look around to see if anybody saw you. Right? The second thing is you get up quickly. Well, while she was on the moment of the ground, a car pulled up a Volkswagen and the lady yelled out, Don't get up! Like, what? She said, I saw you fall. I'm a registered nurse and you just broke your ankle. And Sandy's like, What? I just slipped and fell. She says, no, I saw it. You broke your ankle. Don't get up. So I ran back up the hill, back up the mesa, got the vehicle, came and got her, took her to the emergency room, and sure enough, spiral fracture right above the ankle. Surgery, plates put in and all that. But the, what I want to tell you is this. The nurse told her, don't get up. You will cause more harm getting up than staying on the ground. Have you ever gotten really hurt, knocked down really hard? I mean, hurt bad? And what's the first thing everybody will tell you to do? Well, you got to get up. You got to move on. You got you to get up and shake yourself and get out of there real quick. I'm going to tell you sometime. Sometimes you're really hurt. The biblical thing to do, stay on the ground for just a little bit. This is a bad hurt. If you get up, you could cause more damage than staying on the ground. I've tried to recover really fast from getting hurt. And guess what? It just kept getting hurt and kept getting hurt and kept getting hurt until finally it got really bad. I should have just stayed on the ground for a little while. I should have just stayed there and said, God, I need some help right now. Instead of being super pastor, super Christian, because how I many you know the faster you get over it, whoo, the more spiritual you are, Put on my badge as super Christian right here. Oh, I've been hurt like you worse than you, but I got over it. I forgave and I forgot. And that's what you do as a Christian because that's what the Bible says, right? Sometimes getting up causes more hurt. Forgiveness is our choice. To not forgive is our choice. To forgive is our choice. What does it mean to forgive, Pastor? To intentionally choose to release a person from the offense committed against you. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a choice. So many times people go, well, I want to forgive them, but I just don't feel it. How many of you know that forgiveness is a choice, not a feeling? Well, Pastor, if I forgive them, but I don't feel it, that hypocrisy. No. Here's what the Bible says about our feelings and what it says about faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we live by faith, not by sight. So we forgive how? By faith. Your feelings will catch up later. But I need to forgive because it's a choice. Why? Because the Father forgave me. So it's in my nature to forgive. I release them of the acts they committed against me. I can do that. I can forgive that. But forgetting it, that's hard. Matter of fact, I, I'm going to tell you, I can't forget. And God doesn't forget. And I don't forgive by feelings. Because how many know that feelings are fickle? One minute, oh, we're so in love. 
the next minute I can't stand you. And that's husbands and wives that have been married for decades, you know. House ain't big enough. Yeah. One minute you're in total control and the next minute you lose your mind. Yeah. I've had people in my office for years and years. Pastor, I don't know what I was thinking. You weren't thinking. You weren't thinking. And so our feelings are very fickle. I don't forgive by my feelings and you should not forgive by feelings. We forgive it's a choice because we release that person from the act committed against us. We no longer hold that person to that committed act. We release them from the act. But the feelings, I gotta tell you, I was told for years, well, you gotta go back to having the same relationship, not biblical. Your relationship will change sometimes. There are people today that I have no relationship with not because I haven't forgiven them. I forgave them, but I just can't trust them. I can't be in the same level of relationship with them because their action changed my relationship with them. But I forgive them. I, I don't hold on to it. It's a choice. You see, choice gives you the ability to live beyond feelings. Forgiveness is our new nature. We forgive for our own sake. Look at this. Isaiah 43, 25. Here's what God says. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions. Aren't you glad? God blots them out. But why does God blot out our transgressions? For my own sake. God says it's for my sake I blot out your transgressions. And remember your sins no more. God forgives by his nature for his own sake. Our new nature is to forgive. Christ in you helps you to do that. It's a choice and it's for our own sake. Let me prove it. 2 Peter 1.4 says this. Through these he has given us the very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So we have a new nature. We participate in this new life because of our nature and our nature says to forgive. Hebrews 12, 15. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Bitterness. The reason why we forgive for our own sake is so we do not become bitter. Yeah, if you are hurt and then you get bitter, it's hard to get better. We forgive so we do not become bitter because bitterness is a root. Roots grow underneath the soil. You see, bitterness is not one of those big flashy sins that we, that we like to talk about. No, no. Bitterness is one of those sins that can be in the heart of every born-again man and woman of God. You can come to church every Sunday. You can shout. You can praise God. You can do all the right things. But underneath, where no one sees but God, there is a root that keeps growing bitterness. Root. And we can come along and cut it off at the surface. Nobody will see it. I've got my happy face on. I've got my praise Jesus face on. I've got on my Sunday go-to-meeting clothes. Hallelujah, praise God. Jesus is on the throne. 
but underneath. Because there's not been forgiveness, bitterness begins to grow. So here's some ways you can figure out if you're bitter. If you don't know you're bitter, ask your friends. They'll tell you. Am I rude? Am I critical? See, a critical spirit can come in real easy. Some of you may be critical about my message right now. Be careful. Bitterness can make you sick. It is physiologically shown. Scientific studies have concluded that bitterness will affect your heart and your blood pressure. Acts 8.23 For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Remember the word that some King James Version says? The gall of bitterness. Isn't that a great word? Gall. Yeah, the gall of bitterness. That gall is bile. Bile makes you sick. When your body has bile and stuff, and it, comes, it will make you physiologically sick. Our unforgiveness, our constantly rehashing, replaying the hurts, it will cause you to be bitter and it will cause you to get spiritually and physically sick. Am I turning to others or other things for temporary relief is another great question. Am I critical? Am I rude? Am I turning to others or other things? You see, we all automatically, our mind, we go, well, we're turning to others and other things. It goes to the bad places. What about if it goes to a good place? You see, some ministers turn to ministry. Sometimes you may be turning to your kids and you're putting more emphasis on your kids. Wonderful, that's good. But it could be hiding something else. Maybe you're, you're putting it towards your spouse or maybe just really dive into work head on, man, because and it's something underneath, something lying there that's bitter, that's causing you to be rehashing. Another great question, are my circle of friends bitter? You see, bitterness is a taproot. It likes to spread. And it will infect those around you. If you are bitter, you will have an effect on your friends. If you get critical, your friends will be affected. All of a sudden, they'll start being critical. And they'll start getting bitter. And I have found that, that we like to surround ourselves with people that are bitter if we are bitter. Yeah. I've seen it in church. I've seen it destroy churches. Bible talks about that. That we can have bitterness and we can get a group of people in church that get so bitter, we're going to start something mm, angry, critical about every little thing. I mean, critical about every little thing. Things that don't matter, just critical, critical, rude, rude, bitter, bitter, and it spreads. Maybe you're not bitter, but you're hanging around somebody who is. Be careful. It'll get you. It, it'll rise up in your heart, and you don't even know what's going on. And all of a sudden, you're snapping, and this and that and the other, and you're like, why am I doing this? And all of a sudden, maybe you're coming to church, and, and you're getting a critical spirit about it. Listen, I've seen the enemy work. And it's an underneath thing and, and unforgiveness and bitterness defiles. Ephesians 4, 30 through 32 says this, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. How many of you have ever heard that verse? I've heard it a lot. Don't grieve it. With whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then how do you grieve it? Well, you've got to get rid of all bitterness because you know what bitterness does? 
grieves the Holy Spirit. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God, past tense, forgave you. Forgave you. So don't grieve. Let all bitterness, let all grievances against the Holy Spirit get out of your life. When we understand forgiveness from God, then we are able to forgive others. Now, I want to teach you truth today because truth sets us free. The understanding that we have of the Bible for most people is this. If it's Old Testament, then it's Old Covenant. If it's New Testament, then it's New Covenant. That's not quite true. Old Testament is under the Old Covenant. When we talk about Old Covenant, we're talking about that we are, we are receiving the sinful nature through Adam, that, that we have to give sacrifices to forgive us of sins, and that sacrifice, the blood, just covers the sin. That's the Old Covenant. The New Covenant, over here, it deals with Jesus coming and giving us a new nature. So we receive Christ, and He died for sins once for all. Hapax. Once and for all, our sins are no longer covered by the blood. They are gone, never to be remembered again, right? That's new covenant. But new covenant does not start in Matthew. New covenant starts at the death of Jesus Christ. So until the death of Jesus Christ, even after the birth of Jesus Christ, Christ was still dealing with Old Covenant theology. Only after His death was there New Covenant theology. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. This is pre-cross. This is the Sermon on the Mount. Remember that? Here's what Jesus said. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. There it is, Pastor. Black and white. Forgive others or you will not be forgiven. I got to tell you, that scares me. You know why? I'm not a good forgetter. I try to be a good forgiver, but not always, and I'm really not a good forgetter. When this is being said, is it pre-cross or post-cross? Pre-cross. People hurt us repeatedly. Have we honestly forgiven everybody of everything that's ever been done to us? If you have, that's awesome. That's awesome. But what I find under New Covenant is the law was conditional. If you do this, then God will do this. Conditions. Our works, post-cross, it's not conditional. Who does the work? Jesus Christ. He says, it is finished. We are not saved by our works. We are saved by faith through Jesus Christ. Now, now that's the truth. So when Jesus is saying this, He is saying this to people who are still living under Old Covenant theology. 
I mean, as a pastor, can I really tell this person who's been molested most all their life, you need to forget about that? How can they forget that? When I talk to somebody who, who's, whose little boy's been run over by a drunk driver, tell them, you got to forget it. How can they forget that? It's impossible to forget. It's really hard to forgive, even with a new nature. So how does this work? Well, Hebrews 9, 17 says this, because a will is in force only when somebody has died, it never takes effect while the one who made it is living. So when Jesus was alive, the new covenant could not be put into effect until when? He died. Once he died, we are living now post-cross and everything written after the death of Jesus Christ says that Christ has forgiven, has already forgave us. It's all past tense. Why? He forgave us on the cross and our sins are never to be remembered again. Right? Come on. Our nature now is to be forgivers. But we, we sometimes can't forget. It hurts. How many of you have been really hurt and you haven't forgotten it? Raise your hand. Come on. Be honest. Now, we're in church here. Come on. I've, I've been really hurt and I haven't forgotten it. I did forgive. I released the person of the committed offense, but I haven't forgotten. You see, the problem comes in as tradition says, if you don't forgive, then you won't be forgiven. I understand where it comes from, but that was pre-cross. That is why we need to rightly divide the Word of God. Because if not, our traditions will nullify the power of the cross. The power of the cross is His blood washes away all my sins as though they never happened and cast them as as far as the east is from the west and they will not be remembered again. Praise God for that. That is power. It is not conditional upon whether I forgive. Christ forgave me of all my sins whether I forgive anybody or not. But it is for my own sake that I forgive so that bitterness does not grow in my heart. So that a critical spirit, so that this does not spread to somebody else in the offense. You see, after the cross, I read it, Colossians 3.13. Paul's writing this, bear with each other and forgive. That's present tense. We've got to keep on forgiving each other. For if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord, what? Forgave you. You see the difference in the wording after the cross and before the cross? We've been forgiven. We don't have to beg God. We don't have to work for it. We just simply say, Father, forgive me. And He goes, okay, I will. It's gone. And then with that same nature, we forgive. We have the ability to choose. Not by my feelings. Because my feelings comes in with my forgetter. But I choose to because I do not want to become bitter. I've got a lot of pastor friends in the ministry that are bitter and they preach bitter. They are hurt and they've been hurt and they're going to preach hurt. And I keep telling my friends, I said, listen, we've got to get past these. But they keep rehashing and replaying the story. Uh, if you're doing that, you, haven't, you, you need to get rid of that rehashing and replaying. It's going to cause bitterness to grow up in your heart. You, you got to move on. You got to forgive and say, God forgave me. I forgive them. I move on. I'm not going to rehash it and replay it anymore. 
I've got to let it go. Ephesians 4.32 Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Colossians 2.13 When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. 1 John 2.12 I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of His name, Jesus' name. We are forgiven because of the work on the cross. Forgiveness is for our healing. Are we required to forget? No. It's not a requirement. God cannot forget our sins. I said He does not remember them, but God cannot forget them. You see, there's a difference between forgetting and remembering. I want to tell you the difference. To remember means this. To reattach, to return to a previous condition by making it belong to. If I were to cut off my finger, that is a member of my body. It is detached. Hopefully... I can go to the hospital with my detached member finger and the doctor will say, we can reattach and reconnect this member back to your body. That would be remembering. Get it? It's truth. It's the biblical language here. We remember. We reattach. We reconnect. So whenever God does not remember our sins, He does not reattach, reconnect our sins to us. They are detached, disconnected forever. Never to be reattached again. Aren't you glad for that? Because there are times where people will reattach an offense to you, right? Oh, yeah. So 20 years ago, I remember... I remember, I remember what they did to me 25 years ago and they automatically reattach the offense to the person. God never does that to you and me. Never does that. Micah 7, 19 says this, You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Anybody ever heard of the sea of forgetfulness? Not biblical, but here's where it comes from where God will cast our iniquities into the depths of the sea. He casts them into the depths of the sea, but He doesn't say, I will forget them. God knows the depths of the seas. And when He casts your sins there, He knows where they are. But He does not go and get them and reattach them to us. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for that? God, God doesn't lose anything. God, God doesn't go, I don't know where I place that. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He, like when I was talking about getting closer to God, He doesn't all of a sudden go, oh, I left myself at the airport. He doesn't lose us. He's ever with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And when He forgives us, He takes our sins, detaches them from us, throws them into the depths of the sea, throws them as far as the east is from the west, and He says, I will remember your sins no more. I won't attach them to you again. 
I'm not going to come to you and go, yeah, I forgave you of that, but... No, no, no. It's done. Now we reattach them to ourselves. We come to the cross and go, remember, Lord, when... He goes, I don't remember. I don't reattach. I don't... That's not my nature to reattach. That's not in my nature to reconnect. So when you're asking me for forgiveness of this, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't do remember that way. I do forgiveness. And when we forgive, we forgive and do not reattach it again. Hebrews 10, 17. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. I will not attach it to you ever again. I will not ever put it back into your life. God does not have amnesia. He just refuses to reattach our sins to us. Isn't that wonderful? They are forgiven. And when we have the nature of God, we forgive and we can look at somebody and not reattach the offense. We don't forget. But we just don't keep reattaching it because we don't want bitterness to grow up in our heart. We don't want that root to take place. And if we hold on to a tradition that says forgive and forget, I'm telling you, I have lived here for a long time, you will live under condemnation. You will live under guilt because there have been times I really struggled with forgiving and forgetting. I'm just being honest. There's been times I've really struggled getting to the forgiveness part because when you're really hurt, sometimes it's better to stay on the ground for just a little bit because if you get up too quick, you're going to cause more hurt. But pastor, people are going to think, hey, this ain't about people. This is about your spiritual health. This is about whether or not you rightly understand and divide the Word of God. Because we have been taught tradition, tradition, tradition. And tradition has conditions. Tradition has conditions. If you then... I, no, Bible says, I've come to set you free. And the truth sets you free. And I have been forgiven. And I forgive just like I've been forgiven. And I try my best to not let a root grow up in my heart. Because how many know a root can grow anywhere? A root can grow anywhere. Aspen trees grow at the high altitudes because they're a taproot tree. You don't hardly ever see one aspen by itself. Aspens are a taproot. So where this tree is, under the ground, be that root grows over and then springs up again. And they're all connected underground. That's why they call it a grove of aspens. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Same way can happen with Christianity. We can all influence one another and be beautiful. But a root of bitterness can also grow and cause your circle to become very critical. Have an ugly spirit and be just mad at the world. So-and-so gets a raise. Oh, I can't believe they got a raise. I work harder than they do. How come they're making blah, 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 blah. So-and-so has a... Somebody, somebody has a... A baby, oh, I can't believe they got pregnant. I, can't, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, nothing good. Nothing good because of a root. We choose to forgive by faith. We remember no more. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the cup and he took the bread. So I want those who are going to help us with communion because I want to teach you something powerful about communion. 
So those are going to come and help me with communion. Would you please come and do so? And, and we practice open communion here, so you don't have to be a member of our church. All we ask is that you do what the Bible says. Search your heart. And if there's anything there that you need to ask God to forgive you for, take care of that first. Amen. Take care of that first. Look into your own heart. Because we may not have the big flashy sins going on, but sometimes there's some things underneath it. Bad attitude. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of root of bitterness inside of you today and you need to say, God, I, I, I want to I rip that out at the root. I've been holding on to this hurt too long. It's affecting me. I don't sleep like I should. I don't function at work. I'm irritable to the people that are around about me. And listen, this can affect the most holy of Christians. Got to be careful. It'll grow and it will affect you and will affect all those around about you. But a powerful, powerful truth about communion. I want to teach it to you today. Because Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, the Bible says he took the cup and he took the bread and he said these words. This do in remembrance of me. Now why did he choose those words? Because he understands what remember means. He says when you do this, here's what I want you to do. You see for years I thought it was always let's just don't forget that he died on the cross. Don't forget that he rose again. And church, we do not need to forget that. But you know what a more powerful truth is this? He said, this do in remembrance of me. And I just gave you the word, remember. It means reattach, reconnect. So when Jesus says, do this in remembrance, he says, do this and just reconnect to me. That's good. Do this and reattach to me. Because out there in the world, it's very easy to get space between you and me. Amen. It's very easy to get hurt and let things come between us. It's very easy to let culture and society put space between you and me. So do this so that you reconnect to me. So that you reattach to me. Why? Because He is the vine and we are the branches. Our life comes as it flows from Him through us. We need to be reattached, reconnected to Christ. Amen. So would you stand with me this morning? Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.